0: here we go podcast coming at you from But here we go studios. Are your mics, uh, are your headphones acting up there?
1: I think it's working. We'll Co-host find out. Co host Allie. Allie. I'm going to put that as like my new legal name.
0: Co host Allie.
1: Co host But Here.
0: Yeah. You should update your LinkedIn. You're a podcast host. Oh my You're gosh. a podcast producer. Can you
1: imagine?
0: You are.
1: I'm not a produce. You are why, a house why, manager. How am I a produce? A house manager. And this may be, this goes off to a very small demographic of people who are listening to this. And maybe this is controversial, but it really grinds my gears when people refer to stay at home moms as house managers. And I, like, hear me say, I get the intention behind it. It's because stay at home moms do a frickin' buttload of stuff. And so it's like an, an attempt to, like, make, you know, kind of like normalize the fact that stay-at-home moms are hard workers and it's a full-time job. Like, I understand that. I don't know. I just hate, like, I don't consider myself, like, I wear the badges. Uh, I don't need to justify myself as a stay-at-home mom. Like, I know I work my butt off and I'm confident in that. Like, I don't feel like like if I, because I've been in such, situ- this is going off into a tangent, but I've like, been in situations with like other working women where I, I am the only one who is a stay at home mom. And like everyone's, you know, the standard, like, what's your name? How are you? Like, what do you do? I like, I'm, I am a stay at home mom. Like, I'm not going to answer. Oh yes, I'm a house manager. No, no one actually <laughs> answers that. It's only husbands saying that about their wives, which I think is condescending. Mm. But I know I'm a very small percentage of the population. So if, if you if it's not insulting to you, stay-at-home moms listening to this thing, to be called a houseman, if you like that term, by all means wear it with honor. But Joseph Francis Batir knows very well never to refer to me that way.
0: <laughs> You're right. It was it was not condescending. It was jovial.
1: Right, but then it, it just seems like a joking matter. No one You're actually right. says it seriously, you know? It's like, oh, she's the house. Yeah, I've, I've never heard it said in like a, you know, like a deadpan, like full-on serious tone.
0: You know who I think does say it seriously? The author of Proverbs 31. Oh,
1: my gosh. Does it say house manager in there? Because she also, well, like, owns her own land and, like, has a small business. She's
0: She's running the ship. So, I mean, maybe not a house manager, but she's definitely managing. And she's also managing her house. Therefore, house manager.
1: Yeah. Okay. So I didn't, you know, like how most Psalms have that little, like, note at the top, like, sung by, like, the sons of Korah or whatever. Oh, yeah. And no one, I mean, truthfully, a lot of these, like, we actually have no idea what they're referring yeah. to. It Who may are the be sons of Korah? Referring to, Nobody like, knows. a different scroll or whatever. But the top of Proverbs 31, it says. In fact, in, in the NIV version, the actual, like, heading of the chapter says, Sayings of King Lemuel. And the first little thing is, the sayings of King Lemuel, an inspired utterance his mother taught him. And so I just love that his this mom of this King Lemuel is like, look, we, you gotta really... Choose your bride carefully, sir. And he she's like giving him like super solid wisdom in a culture that didn't always recognize, you know, women's wise words. So way to go, mom of King Lemuel.
0: Good job, Mom of King Lemuel.
1: Anywho, back on track.
0: Now, I was going to say that some people do take it seriously because now you can officially put stay at home parent as a sabbatical thing. On LinkedIn.
1: I saw that when they made that announcement. And And you didn't like it. No, I did. I immediately went to my LinkedIn to change it. I, and I tried, I cannot find it for the life of me. I cannot find that designation anywhere on the LinkedIn website. I've tried to edit my profile multiple times and I have like hand typed in stay at home parent and that's what it like comes up as, but I don't have like the official it's not like I had to like hard code it in. I could not find the official one. So I don't know what, and I'm not like, I know how to work LinkedIn. And so I don't know why it's so difficult to find this. Well, are you trying to check on LinkedIn right now?
0: I was just going to look, but realistically it's, there's plenty of opportunities. Yeah. Right. Hey, they said they did it.
1: Two I mean, but I go back and forth. I feel very strange having a LinkedIn still. Because I am not looking to go into the working world right now. And so literally, it's just like a picture of me and Jake and like stay home parent on there.
0: I think it is social media. And as I said, you are a podcast host. You are a podcast editor, producer. And maybe one day you'll be doing more of that. Who knows? God,
1: I hope not. I would, be, I would be a podcast producer. Like I feel like that would be fun to control what the, like the content of podcasts are the editing. I'm, it's not my strong suit Fair as enough. I'm sure multiple people listening to this can notice like this. You'll hear an episode where like Allie really gave up on this one. <laughs> Speaking Fair of enough. which, according to our stats and granted, I don't know if this is two different people from Canada and two different people from Mexico, or if it's a reap, like one person from each country, repeat customers. But we've got two countries this month.
0: That'd be three countries because of oh, the United States. Oh, because of America. States. You're
1: right. Yeah, three countries. Look at
0: that. Now we got our top three countries. There you go. Labeled. I'm guessing it goes USA, Canada.
1: Well, Canada, Mexico are tied because it's both two. Really? So Canada would be first because of alph- alphabetical order.
0: Man. I bet they're in a race for second right now.
1: <laughs> Anywho, um, tomorrow is the 1st of July.
0: Tomorrow's the 1st of July. Meaning we are
1: halfway through the year 2022.
0: 2022. Did you ever think we were going to make it here?
1: I remember. Did you ever collect the state quarters?
0: Not really, No?
1: No. Oh, no. we were real into it. Like We had like the quarter book and everything. But I remember looking at that and I think at the time...
0: I think they were doing five states a year.
1: Well, I think it went to like 2018. Maybe maybe even like way earlier than that. But I feel like it was like 2018. And I remember being like in 2014. No, 2004. Thinking that is so long. Like, I can't believe that I'll be 28 and, and
0: still collecting And like quarters. that's when like
1: this will end. And then now it's 2022 and it's like that was four years ago. Years mean nothing to me anymore. I can barely, ever since COVID, every year is a blur. I can barely remember what year it is. I'll tell you
0: what, COVID really messed things up.
1: I. But what I appreciate about COVID, like very few events in my lifetime have like a pre post vibe to them. I feel like 9 11 is one of them. You know, you have your pre 9 11 and post 9 11. And then I feel like COVID, you're like, oh my God, that's what that was pre COVID. And it's like this huge deline- delineation. Is that, does that, yep. does that make sense? Of time. And like, you, like everyone knows exactly what, like there was such a shift in culture that you're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So there's not like a pre iPhone. And post iPhone, no, because
1: I feel like the iPhone came in. It didn't like come in with a bam. I feel like the iPhone east in because like I truly remember sitting in my economics class with a classmate who I won't name since we don't want to put We're not people's names, name names. And he whipped out his phone, and he was like the first person we knew, like anyone knew, Within with an iPhone. iPhone, and we thought it was like the coolest thing ever. But wow. back then, that was when like text messages cost a quarter per text. Yeah. So for us, it was a very slow burn. So yeah, to me, it's just COVID and 9-11.
0: Yeah, and I didn't have my first iPhone until the iPhone 5. And I got that from the dumpster while I think the iPhone 7 was already out. So I haven't even What been are we on
1: now? The iPhone 12?
0: 12 or 13. I don't even know.
1: I've stopped caring what new updates they are coming out with on the iPhones.
0: I am proud to say that I have not... I, for my iPhone 5, got it from the trash. My iPhone 6 also got it from the trash, paid for a screen replacement, and then jumped to whatever we've got now.
1: Which was all credit card points.
0: Which was all credit card points. I just, I can't physically, mentally, or emotionally buy an iPhone. I can't do with it. With
1: cold, hard cash.
0: With cold, hard cash. Especially not that, because I can't walk around with $1,300 in my pocket.
1: Oh, my gosh. this is I, I'm done with this conversation, and we're, and we're moving on. My coughs are getting terrible. Um, and Do you have anything else to say? No. <laughs> Allie producer is saying, no, cut the concert. <laughs> um, no, we watched this show.
0: All about scams. And if I
1: sound weird, it's because I'm actively do trying need, not to cough. Do cop. you want me to get your No, water. the stupid cop side note this is our last day on our COVID quarantine because Jake got COVID like half halfway through our COVID and so it's been like the longest thing ever um I literally am feeling fine but th- I have like I, like day 10 of my quarantine this random cough started happening and I <laughs> cannot get it to go away and it's driving me crazy
0: the funniest part is that Every once in a while it starts to sound like you're about to start crying <laughs> and it's actually because you're holding in a cough.
1: I know it's so funny. I had to give like my testimony the other day in some meeting, it <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, and I literally was actively trying not to cough and I could tell that people thought I was crying, which I'm like, y'all, this was like, this is like nothing. I'm not crying, but you could tell it really added a lot of emotion to my testimony. So I guess there you go.
0: Do you think that that is one of those things that actors do? Like they try and get a tickle in their throat and keep it in to fake cry.
1: I have a good authority that a ton, like, I'm I'm not going to say a majority but I think more than you think, actors use uh, cry, eye uh, crying eye drops. Yeah.
0: They make you cry? Fake
1: tears. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh. It's they like this like, like smelling salt
1: onion? or something. And honestly, maybe like peppermint oil or like some sort of oil, like essential oils that you rub underneath your eyes and it just makes you think your eyes water. And that's why because a lot of people like one, a lot of people don't cry tears anyway when they cry like they're just not that's just not yeah. part of you know what I mean so, some
0: people laugh when they're supposed to cry it's
1: like you <laughs> I think you're like the only person who does that yourself, yeah
0: right? I might be the
1: only anyway back to what I was saying um, we were watching this show on Netflix the other night and I don't remember what it was called I'll put it in the show notes but it was like the future of maybe that's what it's called and every episode is like the future of we, well the two episodes we watched was the future of cheeseburgers and the future of houseplants Long story short, it just reinforced the idea in my head that I freaking hate technology. Like I'm not excited about where technology is taking us because everything in these episodes was like some like Jetsons crap that I was like, no one needs that. Like the cheeseburger one was basically hypothesizing that in the future, we're all going to just grow our own meat from like the molecules up of like this gross little like blob of of chicken Homegrown chicken meat, raw chicken meat in your fridge or in your it was just the most bizarre thing. And then the stupid houseplant. I like I was I made you watch the houseplant one because I was like super into seeing this because I think succulents are pretty. And by the end of it, I was like, I hate everything about these human beings in this podcast. Like I'm gonna go kill all my succulents now because this is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Like, what was some of the things it was saying?
0: They want to, yeah,
1: it's going to be like
0: make hard drives out of plants,
1: yeah, yeah. Instead of like storing your personal data on the cloud or hard drive, you're going to store it in like your ficus. I was like, that literally doesn't make sense. I don't understand it.
0: I really enjoyed the example they gave where they said this plant is going to be your your grandma's soup plant, right? Where you're going to have it grow everything for your soup for the vegetables it is going to keep the veg- the soup recipe right you just you're going your to USB. plug in your USB so you can tell it start growing these so i can make grandma's soup and then if this is like a beef stew or a minestrone you're going to have your lab grown meat on the counter so great that you can then add in
1: well then it also was like And you'll have like all these houseplants surrounding your bed and it's going to sense when you're stressed. And then one of the like the lavender plants will emit lavender oil into the air to make you. I hate everything about that.
0: There's two things wrong with that. One One, is that
1: actually even like we do. The thing I hated about it was we do not currently have technology to do that. It was purely people just thinking up cool stuff that could possibly be in a science fiction movie.
0: There may be some some level of possibility there. Just think of this. If you're wearing your Apple Watch at night, that is going to sense a higher heart rate right? And increase in blood pressure. That could then send a ping to some other connected device. I don't know if they have connected essential oil humidifier, those things, you know what I'm talking about? Right,
1: diffusers.
0: Diffusers. If there was one that was like connected to the internet, that diffuser could then kick on and put out whatever oil, essential oil is in that diffuser.
1: This is what I hate about that. Is of course that sounds like a great idea. What I hate about it is that I feel and again this may be and Alley. We should be able to enjoy the plants God has made in their current form without making them have to do something more for us. Like, why can't we just be content? Because, like, I totally understand, like, the psychology and the biology of having living plants in your home is good for you. Like, there's more oxygen there, you know, it it just makes you feel better. I get that. Why can't we just be content with that? Why do we have to make it connected to all this? You know, I mean, why do we have to make it do more for us? We've hurt, like, we've hurt nature enough on this planet, and yet we're still asking nature to do more for us like it just to me the intention is not pure from the beginning because just grow a lavender plant in your house and your house will smell like lavender
0: yeah why do you have to have it
1: admit once your apple watch tells you you're having a nightmare
0: it's a good question i think there's there's a lot of different levels of of questioning who asked for this But I think at the same time, there are some opportunities or some benefits there. For example, when we're talking about food production, not necessarily GMOs because GMOs may be bad, but if you can do a rudimentary style, um, splicing in several different types of fruit into the same tree for somebody who has a small backyard and they want fresh fruit now you can have a bunch of different fruits. So
1: I and I and hear me say like I'm here for that aspect of but but that's you're working with what the plant naturally already can do. Yep. But to add like technology into it I feel like is robbing the plants.
0: I agree with that. I think if we are trying to add in technology now what we're doing is we're creating mutants. We're trying to bring a new life form into the world.
1: Also, again, with the sentient beings, do we really want like a sentient lavender plant? Like I that is giving a computer legs at that point. Can
0: you OD on lavender?
1: <clears throat> I don't think you can. I think maybe if you like drink straight lavender oil, it may make you super sick. But because I know of like certain like peppermint oil, if you get like that in your eye, it can make you go blind.
0: You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of... That one movie from M. Night Shyamalan.
1: Oh, oh, was fudge. that the
0: Mist, or was that a no, different one? That
1: was gosh, it had Mark Wahlberg in it and Jessica Day from New Girl. What's her name?
0: Jessica Day. No, from New Girl.
1: no, that's like the character's name from New Girl. Zoe. Zoe Deschanel. De yeah, yeah, yeah. That it Day bombed Schell. hard. I Zoe actually Day think that, I mean I like most M. Night Shyamalan movie. My, ugh, M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan.
0: Shall Milan.
1: It's not Milan. I don't think there's an N in it. That's there.
0: what you said. I thought it was M. M. Night, Night Milan.
1: Okay. I like most of his movies. And I remember being okay, like, feeling mad by that one. But yeah, I remember it bombing but hard.
0: But it was an interesting premise. And I think there is some truth to it. Not that plants are going to start emitting... Chemicals that will make us kill ourselves. But the way that plants react, depending on what is eating them, if there are ants attacking them, they will grow defenses.
1: Right, right, right.
0: I don't know if this is true. I maybe, I think I heard this somewhere or read it, but it may also be fake news. I think that the reason plants get super bitter once they bolt and start to flower. Like, whenever we're growing it's to lettuce, keep people from eating it? it is to keep the bugs from killing it so that it can finish flowering and finish growing.
1: Gosh, so, so smart. Look at them plants.
0: Yeah. Who's not to say in another 20 years, before the world ends because of climate change, the plants are going to say, listen, dumb humans, we're just going to kill we're gonna you. Bitter. We're going to kill you instead.
1: I just finished um, the first book of C.S. Lewis's space trilogy, called "Out of the Silent Planet," and um, the main premise of the book: three humans built a rocket ship to go to this planet called, like, Malachandra. Malachandra. <clears throat> Long story short, they um, all the planets are apparently connected by spiritual beings and um they all know of earth but it's now the silent planet because they they no stop spirits. receiving yeah they basically it's a, it's a, it's an analogy of the fall because essentially the the main spirit that was supposed to be governing that or planet earth is i guess what we would call satan Long story short, humans main plan in this book was to go from world to world and like just keep moving humans from world to world until and use up the worlds, but just like use it up and then just find a new world, use it up and just find a new world, use it up and find a new world. And I feel like we talked about this a couple episodes back about how like we have space trash and like the space trash on Mars and how, oh, yeah, maybe this is the the Uranus episode. But like, I feel like. We at least believe that man is innately sinful and we, you know, we, we tend to mess things up quite easily. Ultimately, I don't think any of this technology stuff is going to bode well for us because again, like we are not, we are not stewarding the earth. Well, we are continuing to take and utilize it for our needs and truthfully, not even our needs. These are things that like literally we can survive without, but we like are determined to utilize stupid stuff as tools.
0: I see what you're saying. There's a lot of different aspects to that, to break down. I think the first part is what is the carbon footprint of all of this in the sense of-
1: The hypothetical carbon footprint since none of this have happened yet?
0: Yeah. The hypothetical carbon footprint as in if we were to utilize plants better or utilize them in a different way- does that ultimately make us have a smaller carbon footprint and a smaller impact on the world? Do we become more symbiotic with the earth right 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 or or do we
1: continue
0: raping and pillaging
1: right and and that's why I say though, like if you want to have a lavender plant in your house, that's one thing, but like genetically modifying and combining with technology a plant to emit lavender when you need it is a very different sentiment than just naturally like coexisting with a lavender plant and that's where I have a problem with it because it's like we have a history and like humankind has a history of overusing nature to our own designs I mean you look at the food industry you look at the meat industry like we have enough food truthfully like at least America does like we throw away so much food all the time but if we like you know to, we you don't have to cut out all meat to stop like hurting the climate you just have to live in like live with meat producing animals in a sustainable way instead of just you know forcing them to mature at a rate three times the normal rate birth four times the number of children like all that stuff that's that's what i'm <coughs> that's what i'm saying
0: so you're saying we all need to have backyard chickens.
1: I mean, that would be a great place to start. But then that's the great. other thing we talked about is that's not necessarily, unless it was like government like provided, not everybody can afford backyard chickens. Not everybody has a house with a yard. Like a lot of people live in apartment complexes. So you look at like a city like New York City or like Chicago.
0: They don't they get can't to eat meat. Chi-
1: like they can't do ch- backyard chickens.
0: No meat for them. They get they to get their, green. They'll they get be the to, vegans. They get to grow their own meat on their in their lab-grown meat machine.
1: Right, they'll be the ones with the freaky like brain-looking things on their counters.
0: There was a show that we were watching where they were growing meat. They're like 3D printing food.
1: I feel like was it's that been an a sh- upload? Was that what it was? Yeah. Oh, that and like Star Wars, I feel like has. Yeah,
0: and too. Star Wars has these fantastical little things that they're like a little pellet and they grow into a meal by just adding some water. So in, in ways, this stuff that is in sci-fi, they're actually trying to develop it. The thing that I like about the lab grown meat is the idea that you, can then kind of try any meat
1: right that was a cool prospect that they talked about
0: but I think the other aspect of it is the is still that carbon footprint like if we're growing meat directly with electricity and machines ultimately we need all of those machines to be carbon free right, right otherwise right. are they really helping instead of feeding feeding animals your corn or soy that has x co2 footprint instead you're feeding it coal and natural gas
1: well and also to like because we are such a interconnected glo- like globalization i guess is the word i'm looking for which i would say is like a good thing i mean like an avocado we love, avocados. we love them but like if you think about it other than maybe california and i don't even know if they were nat like native to california i think California grows avocados because that's they like transplanted that there. Like we would not have access to avocados a hundred years ago, maybe even earlier than that. Truthfully,
0: we would do like one expedition to to Mexico, and we'd be like, "Guys, have you ever had these things called avocados?" No
1: lie, I very clearly remember when avocados became a thing in my it childhood. two
0: thousand eight. <clears throat> avocados well and i'm
1: sure like avocados were around but i remember like i maybe it was like the year where like people started actually like putting them on subway sandwiches like when they started like oh like a, it was like the like how you know like froya was like a big deal like it was like i pay a dollar for avocado on whatever meal that you got that year but truthfully i don't think i thought about avocados until that happened but just stuff like that we're like in like some fruits like we wouldn't i give like, you really looked to where like Fruits are coming from and veggies are coming from like our diets would look very differently if we truly ate what was native and local to our own environments. And if so we it,
0: became local no, and seasonal for what But I'm saying
1: like to cut down on a climate, like on, on a carbon footprint, like that would be helpful if you only ate things from your, yep. I mean, even if you said like your own country, you would be cutting down dramatically the, diversity yep. of your food
0: that's one of the reasons I love central markets so much is because they
1: try to do have that stuff. stuff
0: they have local food coming from Texas and they also change things out like whatever is in season typically you can one find it to get it at a better price like right now we have all those apricots that's because they're in season so we can eat them but we don't you physically can't find fresh apricots. Any which is other funny because like
1: I feel like we can buy like the price may change dramatically, but you can buy strawberries and blueberries every single day of the year. Yeah. And that's it, not normal.
0: It's not. No, not at all.
1: Right. But like it's those weird. are like the things that people are used to and so they're available for us.
0: Yeah. Twenty four seven. But it changes from being something that is from a Texas farm, which will be in the right, next few right. Next few weeks to through August, you'll be able to buy them U.S. based. And then I think it's like Brazil that they come from F, outside of...
1: But like imagine if we just like, hey guys, like these three months of the year in Texas is when you're going to have strawberries and then, you know, learn to eat a different fruit the other, like the other month of the year. I truly think that that would help cut carbon emissions. Absolutely. But I don't think we're willing to do that as a society
0: i think it is something that people don't
1: or like dry them like dried the strawberries and add that to your
0: i think that i think the thing (coughs) is that people don't know how to like take Mm -hmm. us for example most of what we buy are strawberries apples bell peppers onions onions those are the things that we get right, pretty much every week, and occasionally we will get some type of of squash, whether that's zucchini squash, or this week we had butternut squash, but most people, the things that you would eat over the winter are squashes, gourds, pumpkins, root vegetables. Root vegetables. Most people probably don't know how to do that besides potatoes and, and carrots. Right. And that is what you would have. That and greens. How many people actually like salads?
1: I freaking love salads.
0: I think it, I think people who like salads are are more the minority.
1: <laughs> I would agree with that.
0: So I think that's the hard part is that those are the things that you would have for a good chunk of the year. And people just don't know what to do with those. And they don't know how to eat that way. Whereas you get into a rhythm of eating pasta and and your apples or your strawberries with your cereal. And and that's what you expect and that's what you know how to eat.
1: But this is my question. Who needs to make the change? Do consumers need to make the change and thus like, tell companies what they're shopping habits are or do companies just need to say hey we're making a huge effort to be more local and cyclical with like the natural food sources and this is what we're going to provide deal with it
0: i think it is a uh, catch 22 because it would have
1: to be both really you would
0: because if one would,
1: company does it another company is just gonna be like okay well i'll sell what you're not selling and i'll make money off of the difference
0: yeah. So you can you can do that as a consumer by joining a community shared agriculture or a CSA. I think it's community supported agriculture where you are directly paying for a share of a farm's crops and then you can you can get whatever is in season and whatever they are growing and then In that way, you can support local agriculture and be trying to reduce your carbon footprint. The other aspect is that these larger grocery stores can also start doing that and also start providing more local varieties and more seasonal varieties. I think the hardest part about that, one, people like variety, but the other aspect is that Right now, a lot of agriculture is focused on mass production of a single crop or monoculture. So, where all of the blueberries come from is one farm, and that's all they've got. So, that is what they expect to produce, and that is what they're going to produce. And then you've got your area that is all of your other fruits, all of your other vegetables you don't have the traditional farm that has 15 varieties of food. Like we try to grow four or five things in our garden every year. Typically one thing works. And this year we kind of just did potatoes for the past four months. And that's, and we had a pretty uh, poor showing. But like that's what, that is what most people will do is they will have one crop and they will focus on that crop. And that doesn't work for providing, providing a variety of food to an entire population. So it's, it's tricky because you, you, you need both grocers, you need stakeholders, that being the people, the consumers, but then you also need the, the, food providers the farmers everybody to change what has become mass agriculture big business
1: call me a negative nancy but i just don't see that happening
0: it's gonna take one backyard farmer at a time
1: i think it's gonna take the climate getting significantly worse truthfully
0: and what do you mean
1: like i think that um A lot of people don't see the impact that climate change has and the stuff that they do hear about like the wildfires or the hurricanes I think a lot of people at least people that I know and have spoken to are well-intentioned but they think that a lot of it's just fear-mongering on part of the media and I mean the media loves to fear-monger so I'm sure there's a little bit of that too but I think until like if you live in a a state where you don't get hurricanes and you're not affected by wildfires it's very easy you know like if something doesn't affect you it's very easy to go on not caring either not caring because it doesn't affect you or just to like not recognizing how big of a of a problem it Um, is
0: yeah because
1: we talked about this in another podcast is that the people that are going to be affected by climate change first are going to be the people in like that that, like wildfires and hurricanes, but they're going to be people who are in poverty. Like they're going to be, and and not even in America, they're going to be people in poverty in other countries who have to deal with like significant amount of trash and pollution and all these things. And those are very easy things to ignore because we don't see it every day. And so I think that unfortunately, because it has been, or it has become such a polarizing and politicized issue, I think it's going to have to take, an event that affects the majority of people for people to recognize it like, hey, like we probably should start addressing this.
0: It's hard to because when you look at any one individual thing, like right now, gas prices, everybody points and says, oh, well, this is this is actually because of Russia and Ukraine. And because Russia invaded Ukraine.
1: Are you saying the gas prices is because of climate stuff?
0: Well, it is a much larger issue. And What's like the gas issue? Well no, it's <laughs> a it's a much larger complex problem. So gas prices are high right now because of because of Russia and Ukraine and and a decrease in in supply because of that because of inflation, but also because of it is almost repercussions still coming from COVID and there was a moratorium on drilling for a period of time. So all of those aspects all kind of trickle down to now where we don't have the physical ability to add more oil to the supply. So gas prices are high right now because of a lot of things. Things like Egg prices. Like, we aren't buying eggs right now because we don't eat eggs that much. But apparently eggs are, like, through the roof. Like, super expensive. How come? The reason everybody says is because there's a bird flu going around. Oh. And we've had to kill a lot of the I've birds. I've
1: heard that for years, though.
0: Well, this one, there have been massive... Killings? Massive cullings because they basically, once one bird gets it, in a flock, they have to cull all of the them. And because of that, we're down on our our egg layers. But I think that is something that you can say is because of this avian flu, but that also goes into the mass meat industry, right. the current practices for food production. And ultimately, all of that can go you can point all of that back to climate change. So the reason we have high food prices right now is because it's getting harder to grow food and it's getting harder to grow food because we have not been treating the soil properly for so long. And now the climate is warming. So we are also dealing with harder growing conditions, which require more fertilizers, more water and ultimately more inputs For less outputs
1: Well that's what I'm saying In the Old Testament Like it was part of like Hebrew law Like the years of Jubilee Where like you would not Like you would farm Or whatever for seven years And then you'd Or like for six years And the seventh year You would not like You would let the earth rest And I think like That's a huge thing That our culture doesn't Have Is like we don't let The earth rest at all Like we are like We need to use you As much as possible And like, maybe that one, like maybe we would have to like, you know, save up or like do, you know, a rotation of like, not all the fruits are jubilating the same year. You know what I mean? Like there's, there would be some thought to it, but like, to me, that just seems like a duh. Like, obviously we need to, cause we see that all that we like, I feel like the average human being knows that like the earth loses its nutrients and you have to rotate crops. I feel like they teach you that in elementary school, but like we even don't actually do that in real life.
0: I don't remember getting taught that in <laughs> elementary school.
1: I was homeschooled. So maybe that's why I learned that.
0: But I do remember getting taught that around. Well, I guess around middle school because I would drive through cornfields to go home. I lived a mile back on a road that mile was cornfields on either side into our subdivision and every every two or three years it would be soybeans and that that is the
1: right the rotation. very
0: simplistic crop rotation of corn or soybeans and the way that it was explained was more based on whatever the prices were at the time And they would be cyclical, so you would actually rotate your crops based on the price, which ended up being good for the soil, but also wasn't the way you should have been doing it. And to your point, those fields always, as in every growing season, had something in them.
1: they truly weren't resting.
0: It wasn't a kind of the best way to do it that I've seen. Like you have four fields, so you have three different crops and one field that you let sit for the year and you just rotate those around
1: well and and if i'm remembering this correctly from the class i took the gear where they didn't harvest it wasn't that they didn't harvest on the seventh year is that they and by letting the the land rest it's that they would not do any agriculture so whatever the, the whatever land whatever the land decide like you know ended whatever up pro-
0: volunteered
1: right is that what it's called
0: yeah, volunteer plants.
1: Okay, yeah. Like, whatever, like, happened, they just were not supposed to force the land to do anything. And they could eat whatever the land volunteered, voluntarily provided for them. And so, I think that's, like... Because, obviously, you're, like, you're not going to, like... <laughs> how dare you, land? We're not going to You're supposed eat to be anything. resting. How dare you? You just
0: go out there, beat the plants.
1: Right, but that also means, like, you let pests eat it, or you let birds eat it. Like, and then whatever is left over... You're welcome to tag. Yep. Anyway, we, this has been quite the,
0: this has been an episode.
1: It has been an episode. This
0: has been an episode of the, but here we go podcast.
1: Let's see how many times I have to cut my crazy coughing out of this God episode
0: on the, on the note of this episode and the year of Jubilee and letting the land rest and, agriculture, I think everybody knows the past few weeks, the animals have been sponsoring the show. (laughs) First, we had the sheep, then we had the cows, then we had the camels. Camels. You know what? This week, I I did get a call, but I said, no, no, mister, we are going to rest this week. (laughs) This week is the week of Jubilee for the sponsorship. We are going to let you have your time off. Wow!
1: How did you know we were going to talk about this, Nick?
0: <laughs> you know, sometimes intuition. Sometimes there is a wonderful producer who puts together <laughs> this these was
1: not planned. At puts all. together these this great is highly shows. Highly random and
0: puts together these wonderful shows and plans it out. Also, I
1: want no credit for your sponsors, non-sponsors. That is your thing. <laughs> that is nothing having to do with me.
0: And so. This week we are going to rest. Just rest and be ju be jubilant.
1: Yeah, jubilant. Be
0: jubilant in what the Lord has given you. Boom. With that, we're going to go. We're going to go. I'm going to go
1: hack up along.
0: But here we go. Bye.